And just like that, there's a focus group? Are they, with the focus group, like were they doing this on purpose this entire time? I mean, they made the show bad, like the show within a show, but are they then making the real show bad as like a commentary on, am I getting too meta? But do you, the focus group really threw me off. Like, I just, you know, was it, was it a message to us? Like, we know, we know what boomers sound like and that's not us. Or was it like, we know we're boomers writing about a non-binary person? Excuse me, my allergies are so bad. I, it, that really threw me off and made me almost like want to go back and be like, okay, wait, if they're in on the joke, then this changes my viewing experience. You know? Welcome back, guys, to She Speaks It All. How do we feel about that name? I don't know if I like it anymore. She Speaks It All. She Speaks Everything. She Speaks All TV. Is that too literal? I can't tell you the amount of options we had for this, the name of this podcast. Um, I'm solo today, and I'm actually kind of excited about it because I haven't yet dove into this this show by myself. And when I watch it, I'm typically stoned, you know, like we do. And I have these like innovative, or I think they're innovative thoughts. But then when I go to record with someone else, then like, it, I don't know, like you just kind of, I, I don't necessarily adjust what I'm going to say because I'm with someone else. It's just more like you adapt to another person being there, you know? Like, I can't go on a stream of conscious rant when someone else is in the room. How about that? That's it. But I wrote this down. I don't know if I was watching and just like that or if I just, like, had this thought. But I wrote this down and I thought it was just, I probably thought it was amazing. I said, the idea of representation is not to have the non-binary or black or Asian, or fill-in-the-blank person be solely about their, quote, minority status. True representation is about them existing as people and not the label of, quote, non-binary or black or Asian, etc. person. You know, <laughs> is that even that innovative? I feel like, I feel like I've basically said that a hundred times, but I just, like, I love that I don't remember writing this down at all. Like, I have no recollection. Like, I opened my show notes, and clearly I had gone in, like, let me make sure I say this when I talk about it just like that. And I have no idea when. I got these um, gummies, these THC CBD gummies from a sponsor that's sponsoring my other podcast. She speaks Bravo. And I was so high for like a week straight they sent me the this huge box of gummies and they all do like different things you know this one's this one is cloud nine and that's for like your nice mellow high 
this one's if you really want to get high. So then I was like, comb- combining Emily, Jesus, combining, wow, uh, I was combining different ones. So, you know when you, for for the stoners out there, you know when you get too high off an edible, but you you get like addicted to that high because you're like, well, if I'm not going to get that high again, am I even getting high? And I'm not talking about like the times that you were so, so, so high that it was like, no, this is a problem. Like that I'm not talking about. I'm talking about when you get like a hint where you're like, okay, you got to kind of talk yourself into like staying calm, you know, like you got this, chill out. Well, the plus side is that these gummies all had a ton of CBD in them. So it really helped with that. But there were a few times where I was like, oh my God, I think I might have overdone it. Not recommended by the company, by the way. Via Hemp supports, sorry, that's my cat. Via Hemp supports safe. They actually tell you to take one gummy, wait an hour, and see the effects. And God, if that isn't good advice, if you've never taken an edible, like wait an hour, a full hour. Set a timer on your phone because you're going to think it's been an hour, but it's been 15 minutes. And then you're going to be like, should I take another one? Big mistake. Wait an hour. But I'm a professional. I know what I'm doing. So I got a little creative and then I was like, oops, got a little too creative. But then I got so, so high from being a little too creative. And I was like combining all these different gummies that before I knew it, I'd probably consumed like 30 milligrams of THC. And I was like, okay, we are really bordering on panic. But then that wore off and I was like, well, I mean, I might as well just keep getting that high. You know, it's nighttime now. I'm not going to see anyone. And so this was most likely, this this genius idea, this was most likely written in that period of time. Because I don't even recall it. Anyway, can you tell I've had another gummy? Actually, no, I haven't had a gummy. This is just regular old weed. Shout out. I love flour. I'm an OG like that. The edibles, it's unpredictable. But anyway, let's just get into this episode because I'm excited to tackle it head on solo. Miranda and Che are on opposite schedules. This this little bit they've got going on. Again, is Che supposed to be terrible? Because they are. Okay. Miranda needs to get up early for class, but then she goes home first and wakes up Brady and makes him breakfast. Che cannot be bothered with that. Che, maybe that's just, maybe it's just bad directing, but the way Che's intentions are coming across in this opening scene with Miranda, like, getting up all early, Che's like, I just went to bed. Oh, my God. And then Miranda is like leaving and they're like, just come to bed. But like she she needs to go to class. And don't you care about that? Don't you care that Miranda needs to go to class? Isn't that cool at all to you? Che, aren't you like my cool girlfriend is like a lawyer and she's studying more law stuff like it's cool. Nope. No, not Che. They're an asshole and they don't respect Miranda's choices, okay? 
And then Miranda stubs her toe on the chair and she's like, oh my God, oh my God, shut up, Miranda, you idiot. <laughs> che. And then later in the episode, Che's friends are keeping Miranda up and Che very much appears to not care about that at all. Not enough, just a little bit. Che, like Che's going into the room at one point to grab more rolling papers and they're like, guys, keep it down, okay? There's someone sleeping in here. But I didn't, I feel like it was almost mocking the situation because there's, they were not in any way quiet. There was no shushing involved. And Miranda is miserable trying to sleep, but she can't. And then Che's like, I think Che hits the chair and is like, sorry, sorry about that. And Miranda's like, it's fine. I'm already up. And she's like, okay, bye. Just no consideration. None whatsoever. Charlotte throws a fundraiser that's supposed to be like a Halloween party or a, a costume thing. I, yeah, it's Halloween. Yeah, that's what it is. So it's supposed to be a costume party. And Carrie, of course, looks like Carrie, but she's like, what are you talking about? I'm, I didn't, I'm sorry. I didn't even write down what she kept saying she was because I didn't care, even though I probably should, but I didn't. Um, but Miranda's not even dressed up at all. And Charlotte's like, excuse me, uh, this is a costume party, which I think is so funny because like Charlotte wouldn't care that Miranda doesn't get any sleep these days, is in law school, is taking care of Brady, doesn't have a place to live because Steve can't move out. Like, nope, you're supposed to be in costume. But they're like, what's your costume? And I kind of am obsessed with Charlotte being like, I'm Elizabeth Jennings from the Americans. And then Harry's like, she's like, let me get Harry. And then Harry comes in and they're like, still no idea. And I like that it becomes like a bit where like later they're going to enter into a scene and you hear Harry like, it won seven Emmys or something like that. Seven seasons. Like they're so, <laughs> so Charlotte to be like, I look just like her. What do you mean? Lisa and Anthony have an epic dance scene epic i could have watched that go on for 25 minutes i wanted more songs to play i wanted to see what moves they were bringing in but i mean what a queen um lisa is just like an the ultimate like i want to be lisa i don't think lisa could ever exist irl because she's just too perfect and on top of things and amazing and like never really stressing but i love her cuz like in walks her husband and he's like um not too cool dancing like that with a gay guy well i don't think he says gay guy i'm paraphrasing he's like you shouldn't be dancing all sexy like that with a man. And she's like, uh, he's gay. And he's all uptight. He's like, mm, you're the one who wanted me to run. And I'm like, you should be grateful that your beautiful woman can move like that. And she's just not even bothered. She's like, oh, loosen up. Because she doesn't get bothered. She doesn't. She's like, I don't have time to get bothered. Keep it moving. I'm perfect. Love. She was on, um... What's her name? IRL. Um, Nicole Brown Parker. Nicole Parker. Let me look this up because it's going to bug me. Nicole Ari Parker. Hello. I doubted myself and I shouldn't have. But she was on Watch What Happens Live with uh, Jesus Christ, Charlotte. <laughs> oh, my God. Hold on. 
Kristen Davis. Oh, I'm embarrassed for myself. They were on Watch What Happens Live and Kristen Davis kind of sucked. She was like someone I would not want to hang with. However, Nicole was like who I want to hang with. Nicole was like, give me all of her. I want to be like, how do I win like a dinner with her? She was really cool. But Kristen Davis was not. She kept being like, um, what's the word for it? Like shocked and mortified at the things Andy was asking. Asking Nicole, by the way, because Nicole has been in a long, long marriage. And Andy was like, what are your, you know, what's your advice? And then he was asking the typical questions Andy asks, right? Like, how often do you have sex? (laughs) Just It's so invasive, but like you're used to it. And Kristen was like, Andy, oh my God, Andy. And then I think he asked her like a softball question. And even that she was like, oh my God. I was just like, oh, okay, you are not Charlotte different 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 than the character but i can also see kind of why charlotte this go round you know the resurgence the the reboot i can see now why charlotte maybe isn't my favorite cuz maybe just kristen davis isn't my favorite you know is that mean probably that's mean why am i acting like i'm surprised i don't i don't mean to be mean i'm sure kristen davis is nice she just wasn't some Whatever, I'm going to keep going. Naya comes dressed as Eartha Kit, and she looks amazing. And she's there trying to find a man, but there are none. So Seema goes, listen, and this is good advice. She's like, you need to go to a five-star hotel bar. I was like, duh, great idea. They're either like staying there or like even just to get in the building and be there. They have to have money. So smart. But here's where I'm confused. Why does she look, Seema, why does Seema look over at Carrie and go, should we show her the ropes? I'm like, but Carrie's notoriously not dating, basically, you know, since big. I just, it wasn't like maybe that far-fetched, but it just, it was sort of an odd, it was like, have you guys forgotten? She wouldn't look to Carrie and be like, should we go show her what's up? It would, be, it would make more sense if she was like, Carrie, you should come too. That that would just have made more sense. Just kind of like off character. Anthony, this was odd. At the party, Anthony sees this guy he recognizes from the gym. I'm guessing it was a weird interaction. But he walks up to this guy and assumes he's gay. Or does he really recognize him from the gym? And does he not recognize him? Or is he, I don't know. It was kind of a weird interaction. I get what the bit was, I think. I think the bit was Anthony. Anthony walks up and is like, wow, I didn't think there'd be another gay guy here. And then he goes, um, because it what he absolutely was the guy that Anthony hooked up with at the gym. And he's like, uh, my wife is here. And they go upstairs. It was just odd blocking the way they mapped it out. Like his intention, the actor's intention wasn't clear. Like I was like, is he giving him a look like I actually don't recognize you? Or is he giving him a look, which is what I'm assuming was the intention which was, um, my wife is here, excuse you, because, yes, that was me in the steam room. I'm assuming that's what it was. It's just, again, the writing, the horrible blocking, horrible direction, <laughs> constantly. And also, like, where was his wife? 
that like she just appeared out of nowhere and he was like, my wife is here. And she wasn't like, what? Why would you say that? Like, why would she just like not respond and just walk up the stairs in silence? <laughs> like a bad extra. Like the second AD was like, okay, cue the wife. She doesn't say a word. They just walk up the stairs as if she can't hear anything. <laughs> but was she within earshot to hear the other shit? You know, I'm just saying it's just funny. They don't care about details on this show. Rock has been discovered by a model scout in the skate park. And apparently Charlotte is a Ralph Lauren slut. She's a, she's willing to slut out her daughter despite Harry having an issue with it. She's like, don't care about you. Rock wants to do it. And basically... I am a Ralph Lauren model and they need to recognize me again and possibly give me some modeling jobs. I guess it tracks. I guess it makes sense. I, for all, but it won't make sense on set. Okay. That part is bizarre. I'll get to that in a second. First, let's go to the ladies at the hotel bar. And again, with the blocking, just absolutely hysterical. Seema's next to some guy and he is like a gin rep and she right away she orders she orders from the bartender whatever the guy's gin is and he's like I just told him we don't carry it she's like why not and he just goes shrug and then the guy's like I I owe you whatever I'm like what did what did she do she just told a bartender who probably has nothing to do with ordering for the bar that she that he should carry the gin (laughs) Again, with the writing, it's so bad. Um, But then immediately after this, clearly like on cue, Seema gets her little hookup and then, oh, another guy, another hot as fuck guy comes and hits on Naya. And then there's Carrie like, shucks, here I am, time for Wordle. (laughs) What the fuck? It's so, maybe I love it. Maybe they, maybe I, maybe I'm changing. Maybe this is like, Maybe I am I getting it? I don't think I'm getting it. We're we're not let's get to the part that really traumatized me. Seema's guy with the erectile dysfunction, fine, but the penis pump. I wasn't prepared and I think that was the point, right? But then later he won't let her use a vibrator. And at first I was like, wait, is he mad because like he he should be able to please her and he's embarrassed and like feels inferior to the vibrator but then he says something like i don't know it's just like you know it makes this vibrating noise i'm like wait you're mad at the noise that's what the problem is it's like the (laughs) what so you know again just real very very little follow through i i think they were trying to go for they were trying to go for the, you know, the double standards. They actually had done this before on Sex in the City. And I feel like I can't remember what it was. I think it might have been a Samantha storyline. And it was something like blowjobs or pubic hair and the double standard. Maybe I'm thinking, yeah, whatever it was, but it was a kind of similar vibe, which is like the double standards of the things you expect us to put up with with you, but you won't put up with the tiniest of things from us. I think it had to do with pubic hair. I think that was what I'm thinking of. When he, the guy says to Samantha, 
it's time to shave up down there. It's time to get that cleaned up, okay? It's a little a little unruly. And she's like, are you kidding? And then later she ends up telling him, when I blow you, it feels like I'm flossing. So he lets her trim it, which is really not the same. Trimming pubic hair and getting bikini wax, which is what basically he was asking of her, is ridiculous. But that, okay, so right, similar storyline. Naya walking out of the Mondrian the next morning, like, yes, bitch, I fucking did that, was power. And I was so happy for her. It's about time Naya had a win, honestly. Carrie, okay, here we go again with just the horrible blocking and direction. Carrie's on the phone listening to Seema tell her crazy penis pump story, and she just stops in a bike lane and apparently has no peripheral and can't hear out of the other ear uh, because she can't even sort of see this guy coming. And he's going, watch out, watch out. And she doesn't, nope, doesn't hear it. And she just has to stop. And so we get classic Carrie. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. Are you okay? Okay. I'm Carrie. Hi, I'm Carrie. Oh, oh my God. Let me get your bike. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Uh, classic Carrie. The old classic Carrie, you know. Oh, oh, gee, oh, I can't. I couldn't possibly finish a sentence normally. Oh, oh, gee, oh, oh gosh. <laughs> so she takes him to urgent care. I, I'm confused by this scene just because she's, she, I get that she's worried he's going to sue her. But then wouldn't she, like, offer to pay for his his urgent care visit? You know, you'd think he, she would just be like, let me get this because this is my fault. Because that, to me, would be, like, the reason he would sue her is that he had to pay for anything. You know? So that was a little... But anyway, first we meet Paul, the See You Next Tuesday business partner, who doesn't even care that his business partner is hurt. The guy's like, here, I'm in urgent care. I fell off my bike. He's like, I don't care if you fill up your stupid bike. Get your shit together. <laughs> God. So when Carrie is talking to Seema about like, she's like, I'm here because I don't want to get sued. She like shames him. She's like, I'm this poor guy. He's like just trying to sell an app at his age. Oh, man. So like she feels bad for this guy. Then his credit card gets declined. And that's the only reason they do this bit because legit Carrie would have just, if they're going with what she said, she would be like, I will get this, no problem. But instead she's watching as he awkwardly has to pull out another card. It's just adding to her being like this poor loser that I, that I caused to fall off his bike that I'm not I'm not going to pay for his urgent care visit. I'm just going to watch him. I just came to keep him company cuz that's all he would want me to do. Then he won't sue me. <laughs> what? You know? I mean Okay. I don't fully follow Harry's logic with the whole like it's a slippery slope if she starts modeling then she's going to eventually like become, you know, like a crackhead. But the fact that Charlotte's there on set would wouldn't mean he needs to show up in costume in the wig he wore for the Americans costume why how why would Harry get in like a, why would a stranger be able to walk onto this set just because he's wearing a wig like it like he wasn't just disguising himself 
for Ruck? Or did he show up not wearing the wig and he was like, it's me. I want to go spy on them on set. So I'm going to put a wig on now. But it's me, just so you know. I'm I'm her dad. Or I'm their dad, sorry. Like, you know, is that... That's... uh. That doesn't make sense to me. Then he goes up to the guy that's taking, like, looking at the photos, and he's like, dude, this is a dope shoot. What's going to be on that green screen? Like, something dirty or sexy or what? And then this guy, who doesn't know him, tells him, there are kids here, and he should go, like, report this creep. Like, he should immediately be like, I'm getting security. Like, there's a creepy guy on set asking if there's going to be something dirty or sexy on the green screen behind the children. But instead, they do a really, really great blocking. They just have Charlotte stand next to him and go, you better get out of here before Rock sees you. As if he would be, as if he would be in trouble. Like, why would Rock be mad at Harry for, like, sneaking on this, you know, like, I don't know. She's like. She's like, you better get out of here. Or you is it just because I am the fun parent and you are the heavy for once? And then he goes, yeah, okay, that's it. Peace out or something. And then like walks out acting like a kid. And uh, again, don't, don't understand it at all. At all. Naya tells Miranda about her amazing one night stand and she's like, oh yeah. And then I went home and I slept in my own bed until 2 p.m. And Miranda is like, I'm so jealous, not of the sex, but of the sleep, which leads Naya to invite her to stay in the extra room. I love Carrie showing up at George's house and seeing his place and suddenly he's like attractive and not a loser. And she brings him so much food. Because, quote, she wasn't sure when his last meal was. <laughs> and he's like, what? <laughs> he's like, what are you talking about? And then he's like, I bet, like, if you think about it, he's like, so you thought I was broke and you let me pay for my own urgent care visit when it was your fault. I fell on my bike. But they start kissing and in walks bitch Paul. He's like, <clears throat> your dry cleaner called me again. This has been there a month. <laughs> That's just so not a thing that happens. <laughs> I have left shit out of dry cleaners for two months. And why do they have Paul's number <laughs> on their phone? Like on his file. You know what I mean? But like they had to they had to get him in there somehow, you guys. How else could they bring Paul in? unannounced, not knocking, whilst they start kissing. You know, why not? Why would they not do that? George is like, oh, she's helping with my wrist. And Paul's like, doesn't look like it. Shut up, Paul. She, You are rude. Carrie then just leaves. By the way, she was supposed to be there. She starts to type a little bit, you know, to help because she's got her wrists, her two good wrists. And they start kissing pretty soon. In comes Paul, and Carrie's like, I better go. And then she doesn't even help. She doesn't help any do him do any work on the computer. <laughs> you guys, the show is so funny. What the fuck? Okay, so Miranda and Shay have dinner. And <laughs> Miranda is eating this super spicy food to stay awake. 
which is a really kind of hard thing to pull off for an actor. Like to maintain that you're eating the spiciest of foods. It's 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 a really lame, cheesy thing to do <laughs> to Miranda. We're going to make Miranda be like, uh-huh, yeah, this, this spicy curry, the whole scene. The whole scene. So every line she delivers has to be from a place of she's eating spicy food and she's dying, but she's awake. But she's awake. And Che's like, the only thing I'm worried about is that spice all over your lip. I don't want any curry lingus later. You guys, what the fuck? What the fuck? Okay, what the hell is she, what? What is okay? We're moving on. I can't. Like that's not acceptable. Okay, the focus group. I was so thrown off. I didn't know what to do. I was like, so they know. They they the writers know. The, the okay. So here's the quote. This is like a walking boomer joke that felt so fake to me. Just some phony, sanitized, performative, cheesy-ass, dad joke, bullshit version of what the non-binary experience is. See, it's just the fact that they were willing to write that or able to write that makes me think that they're in on the joke. I was like... Have you been listening to my podcast? Do, do you know? Like, it was a very big shock. It was accurate, but I didn't expect the writers to give me my own perspective or my own, um, yeah, perspective back to me. Because at this point, I haven't related to the um, writers at all. But then I was like, maybe they get it. Maybe they know. That's a possibility. Miranda, though, tries to pump up Che by being so over the top, which is like, this is not Miranda. She is a practical woman who has led us through all of Sex in the City. And now we have to deal with this with this person who is like, I will be a cheerleader. Woohoo! Let's go. And then Che's like, stop. But then Miranda would just be like, woohoo, let's go. And just ignore that Che is like, seriously, stop. And Miranda's like, okay, I'll just stop. That Like, I want to see Miranda put her damn foot down and be like, yeah, not great. You probably should have done X, Y, and Z. Let's move on. I'm going to law school, okay? I'm going to, like, get my master's or some shit. I don't know. You know? It's, it's, I don't like seeing Miranda so pathetic. And then Che gets to be like, I need some space. And I'm like, well, guess what? Miranda was already going to stay at Naya's place. Okay. Miranda doesn't need you, Che. How about that? But it's always like Che being like, oh, Miranda. And Miranda being like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Like a whole new voice, a whole new everything. It's just, it makes, it makes Miranda look like she's in a crisis. <laughs> state and not like just going through a change you know she's evolving instead she's like i'm an idiot now no but it would be so much more interesting and rooted in some kind of relatability if miranda was like yeah i'm still miranda you know i still have my sense about me i'm still really smart and pragmatic um but and also, too, they they make Miranda, like, they throw in hints 
of Miranda, like, still being Miranda. Like, when Carrie says she'll go to the hotel bar, Miranda's like, wow, <laughs> I'm surprised you're going. I'm like, why are you judging her? Like, why is your vibe? It's kind of Miranda-y. You know, when Miranda would be like, okay, Carrie. But then with Che, Miranda, totally just full-blown pushover idiot, which makes Che look like such a bad partner for Miranda, you know? All right, Carrie and George, they're making out on his bed. And guess what, guys? Paul FaceTimes to be like, where's the deck? And George, the idiot, forgot to messenger it to him. And Paul goes, are you with her right now? And for truly no reason at all, George doesn't hang up on Paul and go like, I'll take care of it. He doesn't take the phone with him. No, no. He leaves the phone and Paul open, face up, on the bed. So that Paul can be like, are you there, Carrie? It's not personal. And uh, hang up. You Aren't you busy with the app or something? So then Carrie sneaks out and has a conversation with George as he is off camera and clearly just like phoning in his lines. So I don't get, <laughs> again, the blocking. So she's like, hey, George, I'm going to go. I think, I think I'm going to go. And he goes, it's like a delay. And he goes, Paul's a nice guy. I don't want you to get the wrong impression of him. That's that shouldn't really be your response. It should be like, I'll be right back or I'll be done in a minute. But then she goes, you know, how on that form I checked single. Well, I think you are actually married to Paul. He's not just your business partner. He's your wife. Long pause. No, no, it's not like that. We're more Lennon and McCartney. And then Carrie goes. Well, that kind of makes me Yoko, so I'm going to go. Long pause. You sure? Carrie, yes, leaving. I wish you a long and happy marriage. She walks out. As he walks in and is on like the upper level, and we got the, and, and his motivation is unclear in this moment because he doesn't say a word. He can hear her walking out because she's wearing heels. But instead, he looks around at nothing and the door closes and he goes, Carrie, you guys, you guys, I, I just really was like, wow, we're in a bad theater production now. This didn't need, this didn't, I mean, are you just happy you got this location where you could do this shot with the upstairs and the downstairs? Are you just showing off your location? Is that what you're doing? And Carrie goes, and just like that, George and I were over, but at least I got back up on the bike. Wasn't she sleeping with the podcast guy already? Like, didn't that already happen? You know? I don't know. I... I'm I'm confused. Maybe I'm forgetting things. Happens to me all the time when I watch this show. Um, it just feels like I shouldn't be remembering such obvious like continuity things, you know? Like just like that, I got back up on the bike. Well, you were we opened the season with you sleeping with your boss, but being like, you know what? I'm out. You want too much. 
So, like, just whatever, you guys. All right. <laughs> that was fun. That was fun recapping by myself. Anyway, though, next week or this coming week, rather, because I'm recording this so late. Sorry for it being delayed. I had to make a trip to NYC this past week and it put me way behind. But um, anyway, next week I have got Cara Berry from Everyone's Business But Mine. And she's been on my other podcast. She speaks Bravo. She's super fun. So that will be a good time. And then I'm bringing Emily back. Emily from It's Become a Whole Thing who joined me last week because she was really, really fun to talk to. So anywho, uh, stay tuned for all of my Love Island coverage if you're watching Love Island or tune in rather uh, because I'm having a ball covering that with my friend Kendrick, host of the podcast Reality and Comics 2. Check out his podcast if you like Marvel and if you like reality TV. He covers everything. Um, But I'm loving Love Island so, so much. And coming up, I'm going to cover the new Challenge USA season. So if you're into that, any challenge heads out there, unite and let's watch together. And make sure to rate the pod. Make sure you are following on She Speaks It All. Working title, maybe. Um, but make sure you're following She Speaks It All pod and not just She Speaks Bravo if you're listening to this on the She Speaks Bravo feed because She Speaks It All needs some love. Needs some five-star ratings. That would be lovely. All right, guys. Love you. Mean it. And I'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to She Speaks It All, a podcast from the creator and host of She Speaks Bravo in partnership with Cloud10 Media. Make sure you are following She Speaks It All pod on Instagram and TikTok. And of course, make sure you are subscribed or following this podcast. Hit that notification bell so you never miss an episode. And if you want to support me, head over to buymeacoffee.com slash She Speaks Bravo and buy me a coffee or two or five. Thanks, you guys. See you next time. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.